That's some Jerry Springer shit. Yeah, no shit. It, everyone thinks just because you have money, you get out of the trailer park. Apparently, no. The trailer park will stay right inside of you. No. No matter how much money you get. It doesn't matter how much fucking money you have. People are disgusting scumbag pieces of shit. God, that's even a better way of looking at it. Yeah. Much more nihilistic. I like it. <laughs> it's a perfect mood. Let's start the show. Yeah. The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Two talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that a cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. I was trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. Welcome to Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host and the guy who has to do all the fucking work around here. My name is Court. I remember to introduce myself this week, but sitting across from me arguing once again that Worf is not the worst fucking security officer ever is Matt. I mean, there was a ton of them in like the original series because almost every security officer in the original series fucking Uh dies. Well, that's what they get for being ensign cannon fodder. (laughs) I like how... Step up, red shirt. You're going to die for the captain to get laid. Roddenberry must have felt really bad about killing red shirts because then he made all the important people red shirts in the next generation. Were they red or were they more of a, like a, 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 a maroon? I don't, I, either. Well, Riker was certainly a maroon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cocksmith or not, the guy was a maroon. <laughs> Riker isn't so bad. My The character I liked the least was Jordy. I always felt he was whiny about everything. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The Pick blind the guy. the blind black guy. I liked, I liked the actor because you know he's great it's just fucking butterflies in the sky actually i can fly twice as high actually take a look it's in a book it's reading fucking rainbow i agree actually and i meant that the character i like the least was actually dr crusher no wesley hardcore wesley oh oh wait wait i thought you meant like people were on it the whole time if we're going off of some people were just no, on I'm a just, couple if seasons we're, if we're gonna go least it's wesley. wesley yeah it's yeah. wesley no wesley. yeah you're right wesley yeah. fuck that kid what the fuck man yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> He's like the fucking Tribble. Nothing, not, yeah, nothing that against series. you, Will Wheaton. Especially the first two seasons of Wesley was two seasons too many because fuck that kid annoyed the piss out of me. <laughs> and they fucking rammed him in there into every story. Will Wheaton's great on his own. Will Wheaton is great now. Yeah. Will Wheaton as fucking Wesley Crusher. No fucking thank you. No thanks. A hard pass. Yeah. Hard pass. So we're completely changing the format. This is no longer Cinema Psyops. We are now <laughs> the start- Trekkie ge- geeks gone wild. <laughs> to the Trek podcast. We are arguing Trek and we're lifting our shirts screaming but, woo while we do it. But if you try to bring up Voyager, we will hang up on you. Fuck you and fuck Voyager. Well, I haven't even watched DS9 yet. Yeah, so. yeah. Don't. Yeah. It, 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 how you feel about DS9 is like, I don't even touch. I watched two episodes of Voyager and I'm well, like, I'm not into it. No, it's not that I don't. I just never gave DS9 like a shot. I just kind of got out of being Trek obsessed when that came out. Ah, uh, I got you. So I've never done Discovery. I've never done Voyager. Any yeah, of that. it's it's real funny. I haven't done Dis- Discovery. Um, I, I got, I just, I never could get into Voyager. And DS9, I didn't actually get into in its first run. I didn't get into it until one night I just binged it on Netflix and I got really into it. So. You know what a Star Trek universe I would like to see or a Star Trek story I'd like to see? What's that? A penitentiary outlet somewhere uh-huh. where they're keeping them all in. Like you see well, some they of that have in jails. the movies. Yeah, they, they show some of it in the movies where you see some of the guys in various like. Yeah. Like in the the New Frontier was like a waste the, yeah, planet. Yeah, waste, wasteland. It was a Klingon prison. Right. Yeah. And that was one of the things that Guardians did really well is give you like a space jail that like felt like a real fucking jail but just happened to be in space. And it's cool. I actually just last night watched an episode of Star Trek with we're introduced Ensign Rowe and she talks about being in prison. Really? Yeah. And she even took she got court martialed and she was in prison. And when at the very end when it looks like an admiral's gonna get thrown in prison, she was like, Yeah, I'd make sure he stays out of the East End because the sun gets really hot at the end of the day. So even future prisons in the Federation don't sound all that comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's supposed to be a punishment, right? Yeah, There's yeah. No- I mean you're not supposed to be living luxuriously. You just can't go outside as much. Right. But then again, you should also not be forced to box for just general amenities like not being raped by your cellmate. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's also true. That's also true. You, and also, uh, women prisoners should be offered up as fodder for you to win boxing matches. I, it wasn't women prisoners. No, you're right. It was, uh, it was prostitutes. Yeah, if they didn't have a lady of their own, they would yeah. offer a prostitute, yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, the corruption runs deep in this penitentiary that we're about to talk about tonight. And it's fucking porky, so, I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, he's also Lane Meyer's fucking boss that also runs the pig burger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In Better Off yes, Dead, yes. which is definitely a reference to Porky. Uh, yes. It has oh, to be. Oh, it has to be. This Although, is a push. even at the very end. This is a pat. Even at the very end that Lieutenant, was it like, I thought, man, is he going to get a comeuppance? But he, you know, he just was like, hey, I'm proud of you guys. See you later. And he's gone. You're like, I did not see that coming from him. I did not. I thought, well, and every time I expected him to really do something evil and he just never did, I'm like, well, who's this fucking guy? <laughs> what is he fucking doing? Oh, he's plot device. He's yeah. Lieutenant Plot Device. Yeah, I guess so. AKA Porky. Yeah, yeah, he's Porky. <laughs> Just he doesn't do nearly as much evil shit. He's like Porky's probably cousin who lives someplace else. He's like, yeah, my cousin Porky's a real shit. <laughs> he's like Hoggy. Yeah, Porky's he's, cousin. He's Hoggy. Hoggy. Yeah, he's he's like, hey, Hoggy, I met a guy who looked just like you. He goes, Porky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my cousin. He's he's a real asshole. <laughs> he's he's a re- true. I'm running an underground boxing ring, but at least it's just boxing. That guy's doing some really messed up shit. I don't know how underground it was. Everything got authorized 
authorized through the fucking warden. So yeah, the warden. It wasn't. Yeah, it was an underground. It yeah. sounds like it the maybe the state approved it for an exercise program or something. I don't know, but because you have to train and everything. I don't know. Who knows? Are we done talking about like the general gist of the film, or I, do we want to actually get into the movie? I don't know. Have you feel like we've padded out the front end enough? Um. Given the amount that we will have to talk about the film, I think we've more than well enough. I think, out I the- think we're so used to short movies. We're, we're doing yeah. a lot more padding and we got to remember this is almost an hour, 45 minutes. Right. So. Well, we've, we've, well, it's, 139, but yeah. we've padded it out like J-Lo when we needed to pad it out like Jennifer Garner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I really like is that you you called her J-Lo and not Jennifer Lopez. That just so is like not you usually. Usually you just go by actual names, not uh-huh. like the media nickname. So I, I don't know. It's a new side of you. I kind of enjoyed that. Well, when I talk about her booty, J-Lo. <laughs> mm, I was just trying to picture two different like body types to yeah, make the joke about the same out name. the back end. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. You did it. And both of them were, you know, yeah. wrapped around Ben Affleck at one point. That's true. Yeah. Well, ben Affleck's had himself a career out there, hadn't he? <laughs> he even had Cartman's hand. Oh, yeah. Well, it tasted like tacos, apparently. Oh, racist. Ooh. Yeah. Well, Matt comes to terms with the fact <laughs> that he just made reference to some really tasteless fucking jokes on that show, South Park. Well, hey, I didn't, I didn't write the jokes. <laughs> yes, but you repeating them is just as bad. No, it's not. Yes, it is. How is that just as bad? I didn't create them. Now that I've muted Matt so he will shut the fuck up that I can actually move on to the next segment. <laughs> we're going to take a little break here. We're going to play the Legion Patreon ad promo. We're going to have a little bit of music befitting of our movie tonight, Penitentiary. And when we come back, we will have the trailer that I constructed. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. On a Monday, I was arrested. Uh-huh. On a Tuesday, they locked me in the jail. Oh, boy. On a Wednesday, my trial was attested. On a Thursday, they said guilty, and the judge's gavel fell. I got stripes, stripes around my shoulders. I got chains, chains around my feet. I got stripes. Rats around my shoulders And them chains and chains They're about to drag me down On a Monday My mama come to see me On a Tuesday They caught me with a file On a Wednesday I'm down in solitary On a Thursday I start on bread and water for a while I got stripes Stripes around my shoulders I got chains Chained around my feet I got stripes 
Strikes around my shoulders And them chains, them chains They're about to drag me down I got strife Strikes around my shoulders I got chains Chained around my feet I got strife Strikes around my shoulders And them chains, them chains They're about to drag me down All right, so I may not have stripes around my shoulders, Matt, but do you know what I do have? What's that? This trailer I put together. Hey! Penitentiary. We'll give him rumble. Any more fight outside of that damn ring, and I'm going to forget I'm a gentleman. Hold it! Hold it! Take five. Got a couple of things to say. The winner of each event will get to spend one night in a trailer, in a yard, with a woman! If you don't have a woman, we'll supply one for you! If you didn't know what I was doing here, you'd be screaming at the top of your voice by now. Girl, you almost got hurt. Oh, hurt me. Penitentiary. Rated R. Okay, so the actual trailer that was on the desk that came from Vinegar Syndrome, from the listener-supported purchase that Robert did for us, Uh I think I jammed enough information into one sentence there. Yes. Okay, so the trailer was like four and a half minutes, and all of the actual usable dialogue was quite literally every clip you grabbed. I was about to say, that sounded like almost every fucking clip I grabbed. (laughs) Right. That was 44 seconds that I cut from four minutes and 30 seconds. There's some boxing and some the other fighting, yeah. but it basically gives you like almost the whole entire story in that. Mm-hmm. And then at the very, very end, even though the the screen pops up, the lock sound with the word penitentiary that pops up, yeah, nobody says it until the very end. So I just took the piece out the very end, put it at the start to open it up, threw in some of the more pertinent dialogue that that kind of fit that would give everybody the idea of the story that I took out of the trailer, just like like the last like thirty seconds or so, and then just a couple of minutes, like a couple of snippets from the beginning and stuff, mm-hmm. and then just threw that together. Nice, because I wanted to have a trailer because I really enjoyed. The the film, but I didn't want to play four and a half minutes of like sound effects and fighting and the sounds of someone trying to rape someone else in a cell. Yeah, that's for the best. Yeah, because we're going to be talking about it anyway. No, no one wants that right in their ears. No, or in their visual, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe some people are into that, and if you are, Well, there okay. probably are. I mean, with the amount of people who are fucked up in this world, yeah, there probably are. Who the hell put you in my cell? <laughs> I don't know, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think what he's trying to get at is that you need to start doing the review. Uh, Right, penitentiary. We start off in like a desert area, and there's a guy sleeping in a makeshift tent, and he gets woke. That's called a lean-to. A lean-to. Yeah. 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 Now we've all learned something today. I didn't realize this was the the type of tent podcast with Court. It's more or less just survival basics 101. Yeah. Uh, Lean-tos are much easier and more rapidly built and a little bit more reliable. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Well, anyway, uh, he is woken up by two dudes on a couple dirt bikes riding around. Uh, And by woken up, they basically try to run him over and then purposely spray as much dirt and sand from the desert ground into his tent lean-to. That is right. Uh, he gets up, and as he stands on the side of the road, a car comes by, and he gets a ride from a very attractive young woman. Here, here. She mentions that this must be a rough go for him, because it's rough for hitchhikers here, being so close to the two prisons, one for males and one from females. Yeah, and he seems pretty uh, pretty surprised that there are two prisons. Yes, he's like two vicinity. prisons. Yeah. Um, very clearly dialogue trying to drive the point home that, yeah. yes, there is a male and female facility very close to each other. And I was like, hey, 
hey, I wonder if there's a male and female facility that are pretty close to one another. And then the movie just told me that. So thanks, movie. Um, <laughs> the She offers for a roll around in the back of her van. But unfortunately, before anything like that can take place, she gets a call that she has two customers to pick up. So you get... Was that Porky? The voice on the radio was the same actor, but was yeah. that actually Porky? I think it was Porky. Because... Not the lieutenant. This one was actually Porky. <laughs> it sounds to me like the lieutenant is running a fucking prostitution ring from behind the prison walls. Probably. On top of everything else. So yeah. this guy's into all sorts of shady shit. He's got shit. all himself in there. I mean, he's a prison guard, so of course he yeah, is. Come on. Yes, he de- that was definitely the lieutenant, though, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, so they pull over, they make out for a little bit. So inside the diner are the two freaking dirt bikers, uh, and uh, she's apparently, they're apparently the customers. Uh, they insult her when she asks them. Uh, they make a whole lot of derogatory comments that I won't repeat, and even drop an M-bomb towards our uh, dude who's in the car. It's important to talk about what they're talking about, though. Yeah. They feel that she has been devalued because she walked in with she's a been, black man. And she's been tainted. Is the way they, that they look yeah. at it, because she apparently has been touched by a black man. They fail to, like, notice that she herself is also a person of color. Right. So, they devalue her because she just walked in with a very obviously dark-skinned black man. Yeah. But at the same time, they're just devaluing her because they wanted someone of their race, I'm assuming? I guess. They try to attack her, and of course, the dude comes to her defense, because he's a good dude, and he's really beating the shit out of everybody, looks pretty handily, but then he gets knocked out from behind when the guy breaks the bottle. And we also lose everything, because we lose perspective once he's knocked out. Yes, it goes away, cuts, and we cut into the prison, and there's a lineup, and apparently there's a new guy. Um, We have another guy who looks like he's losing it, like a crazy dude, and he's got like soap in his beard, stuff like that yeah it looked like soap and or maybe like um uh shaving cream that was like watered down or something yeah this got really hard for me to hear i believe what the story was being told new guy is that he knows somebody tried to take something from him and that person will have a cut like on his butt cheek okay so there's actually a whole scheme that's going on and there's a group of guys that are all involved in it but yeah but i don't want to i don't want to ruin that surprise part but what's happening here is the man who's supposedly crazy had seen or had had his woman murdered or something like that and the man that was on their way out he cut their left butt cheek oh that's okay on their way out the window it was hard for me to hear was yeah. that hard for you to hear yeah okay. and then also you had your stuff up too loud so it was probably distorting oh well because <laughs> i even turned it down ah uh, well the recording was pretty loud i had to fix was a few it? things in the oh no, shit but anyway uh so the I, I had to watch this twice to get this this story in because the first time i'm like what the fuck is going on with this guy i know but um so he's um he's supposedly in this this story that's being told to this new inmate who's very jumpy and very terrified of everything as a new person going into prison for the first time would be generally would be yes yeah. but anyway so the guy is looking for this scarred left ass cheek because every now and then he gets up in a frenzy and he decides that he's going to find the person that murdered his wife or did something to his wife and he cut this guy's ass yes so he goes through and he grabs one guy and one guy's you know he doesn't want to have to show his ass and wonders why he always has to do it and if you pay attention he also smirks after he does that performance yeah. and pretends uh-huh. like he's wholly terrified and everything. Anyway, I missed that the first time. That's yeah. why I wanted to point it out. He picks on the new dude, grabs him and it looks like it's going to be really bad. The new guy even shows him his his butt to prove that he has no nicks. And when he did that, that's when everyone starts laughing and they reveal this to be a practical joke on the new guy. Oh, it's not just a practical joke. What they are looking for is to see if he will submit and be easily bullied around under threat of violence or anything like that because this 
this group is looking for someone that they can supplant their will and make them do whatever they want. Yes. That's a very specific tactic that they're using. The guy was frightened by someone who was threatening him with any kind of violence or bodily harm and then just submitted and exposed his ass. And that's exactly what they were looking for is just a slight bit of weakness that they could they could exploit. That's well, why they all did this. Yeah. It's really horrific when you think about it. Oh, yeah. And, and the prison guards know about it because he's like, am I going to have to go through this shit again? Why do you yeah, keep, why do we keep doing routine? this crazy guy thing again? Yeah. yeah. Well, it cuts to six months later. We know that because the movie tells us. So again, thanks, movie. I like it when I, I know what's going on. Yeah. But it's actually not six months from that. I think it's actually six months from when the guy got knocked out. Possibly. So they, they should have shown like, in I mean, just, you know, armchair directing 101 here mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing, but like the events should have been taking place at sort of the same time when the guy gets into the fight and then the other stuff happening in the penitentiary, we should be seeing this at the same time within the same couple of days. Yeah. Because it's six months after the guy gets knocked out if you pay attention. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the dude from the start of the movie, the fight, he's now in prison. Too sweet. Too sweet. We don't really find out his name yet, but okay, he's too sweet. So Too Sweet comes uh, out to the yard. He's told to head out there after he gets all the stuff put away because that's where everyone is. Lots of dancing and man, you know, you think prison isn't so bad if you look at this yard, man. Everyone's having a good time laughing, music being played. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's guys that are openly dressed uh, yeah. very provocatively in a way to try and entice other people. Yeah. It seems like they feel relatively safe and they don't have to be afraid of being attacked in, in the yard. And so you're like, okay, so maybe this prison's not so bad. Yeah, right? Maybe. Maybe. No, well, anyway. It's, it's prison. It's always bad. Yeah, we're back on the cell block and it's TV time. Everyone wants to watch Charlie's Angels. Uh, that crazy guy, well, uh, he is the uh, too sweet cellmate. Uh, they talk and that is our first clip. Who the hell put you in my cell? You just fall. Been in the county jail six months. Just got sentenced a few days ago. What you down for? Being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Your box? Not really. Why? Boxing tournament coming up. Big fun. I bring them lady trustees from across the way. You ought to see them fools showing off with them slutty broads. You box? Hell no. Half dead don't box. I kill. But you got to keep yourself in shape around here. This place is full of fools. If you don't handle the fools, they handle you. Get my meaning? That bad, huh? Some dudes get smart, you know. Get him a big brother. Keep the hounds off. All right. And it sounds like he's making him a uh, uh, kind of a proposal there, isn't he? You know, he says, you know, find yourself. Most guys find themselves a big brother to help them. Yeah, it's it's basically the equivalent in Shawshank where the guys in the shower going, anyone come at you yet? Yeah. I could be a friend to you. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. Yeah, which yeah. clips. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the whole idea is they're, they're constantly testing the waters, looking for someone that's weak. And apparently Too Sweet is living up to his name because when they see him, they're all about him too. Yes. And they're looking to... That's because he is a smaller guy compared to the, a lot of them. Right. You know, he, he's supposed to be. Really, the way they even shoot the camera angles yeah. almost make almost makes him, like, especially the close-ups, make him look way shorter than I think he actually is. Yeah. They yeah. did a really good job of shooting it in such a way as to make him look like he could 
could potentially be a victim for these guys, especially at the start. But you notice as he starts boxing and fighting back and everything, like they change the way that they shoot. Yeah. And then yeah. he, he be- then starts to, he looks yeah. bigger. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty popular filmmaking technique. They do that mm-hmm. sort of thing all the time. But I mean, you can tell right away that uh, half dead or whatever the fuck his name yeah. is, is testing the waters with him already to see if he can turn him out. And I like two sweets. Like, uh, I like his demeanor because he's just like, I don't care. Whatever. Yo, he's not scared of anybody. He's just kind of laid back. And those are always the people you should be worried about. Yeah. Whenever they're not affected in any way, shape or form by any of this, yeah. they're usually a lot more psychotic than you're willing to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the ones that get quiet when they're angry. You need to be more worried about. Exactly. <laughs> um, the uh, later on, while watching TV, uh, an inmate comes flying out of his cell and we see it was that new guy before who got tricked. He is getting beaten by his cellmate for standing while taking a piss. Um, Too Sweet stops the man beating him by telling him that uh, the the guards are coming. It's not only just because he's standing while taking a piss. It's because he's spoiling the illusion that the guy has that his cellmate is a woman for him to satisfy his urges with. Yes, exactly. Apparently, um, it's a thing. That's something that That you have to sit down to pee because you are, you know. You're supposed to be a woman. Well, yeah, you're you're not supposed to be perceiving yourself as a man anymore in this state because yeah. you're in this case his cellmate is demanding him act more like a woman. It's the the only way uh, a homophobe's going to get anything done in prison. Perhaps. Yeah. Minus any conjugal visits. Yes, yeah. Um so uh there is a a group meeting about too sweet and that is our next clip. This is hard. Look at this. I'm telling you, I can take this sissy by myself, man. I can feel it, Jess. Ain't no rock I can't bust. Jess? I don't know. Bitch, if there's just something about this dude that tells me you're gonna push him. Yeah, dude. What if you can't bake it, man? Huh? You gonna blow the whole play? Yeah? Look, relax, Dave. Wait a couple of days so we can sit the booty up right. Mm, and then we can all help bring him in. Mm-hmm. All right, look at that, dude. Are you sure you can bust this young buck, man? All right, Jess, how do you know what all the conversation is about, man? Sure I can. Jess ain't out of baddest in the whole penitentiary. Okay, 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 I'll tell you what. You try him out, but if he backs, box him and you back off. Hey, Jess, right. Jess, yeah. now what's Dad know about backing off, man? Shut up, man. You got anything you want, Jess, but you watch in the morning. Your brother gonna ask for the salt and pepper. His voice gonna be up five octaves. Come on, so let's get this count done. Amos, you and the boys get the hell out of the way. I ain't got time for this shit. Get yourselves, it's count time. I said move it. Get the hell out of my way. Okay, so what they are discussing is can one of them supplant his will and like can his cellmate half dead yeah. rape him into submission enough to where he will give it up for everybody else and become their new boy toy? Yeah. In prison. When they initially had a plan where they were going to try and get him somewhere where they could gang rape him and then basically break his will by raping him into submission. Yes. Is the plan that they had there. But Half Dead is like, have I ever failed you guys before? You know I can do this. There isn't a single person I couldn't bust out or whatever it is that he's saying. Yeah. And basically like, you know, break their will. They are literally talking about raping him until his will is broken and he stops putting up a fight for all of them. Exactly. That's their plan. Yeah. That's fucking disgusting. Disgusting. It's fucking horrifying. Yeah, that's so fucking rotten. Yeah, welcome to the prison system. Well, it's not just the prison system. This is just human nature in general. Yeah. I mean, it's a microcosm of how capitalism actually works, if you think 
think about it. <laughs> they do whatever they can to destroy your will so that they can just take whatever they want from you at any point, and that happens to be your life yeah. so that they can give you just enough wages to make you complacent to it. It's the exact same thing that they're doing here. Yeah. They want to fuck him. They don't want him to put up a fight, so they're going to break his will until they can take what they want, which is his ass. Yep. <laughs> or whatever. Well, and it's not just his ass. It's you got a servant almost then in prison. You'll he, go have to get you things. He'll run all your errands. He'll sit down to pee for you, apparently. Yeah, yeah, whatever you need. Which is also a domination thing where if yeah. you can make someone do that, that's also like a way yeah. for them to be in control, too. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yep. Um, so anyway, uh, then we cut to the guy uh, who got his ass kicked and his abuser uh, are talking and uh, this is kind of just horrendous to hear, but uh, if I had to hear it, so do the rest of you. That's our next clip. Hey, look at Jenny. I hate to have to do that shit I had to do tonight. Keep bringing all that shit on yourself. You can't say I haven't told you because I, I tell you all the time. And when you do shit like that, you bust my bubble and I can't stand that. You all I got, Jenny. You bust my bubble, meaning yeah. you destroy you, you, my illusion of what I'm says, trying to pretend, basically. And then he says, you know, you're all I got. Did you hear that at the very end? Yeah. What are the, isn't that, like, the biggest abuser line is after they, like, do all that? Like, if after they abuse someone, their one thing is always, they always say how they, you know, they didn't want to have to do that, or why do you make me do that? I'm going to have to defer to you on this as I, far as abuser terminology and gaslighting works. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, you gaslight like a motherfucker. By you saying... <laughs> saying that you are now gaslighting no, me you, you gaslight me all the goddamn time that never happens you gaslight me and i gaslight you do you know how much that hurts me to hear you say <laughs> that i gaslight you why would you say that that's not true matt look at what you're doing you right are now. all i got in this podcast <laughs> Fuck, man, we're in an abusive relationship. Mutually abusive. We're mutually abusive. <laughs> mutually, mutually. <laughs> right, are, back to the movie. Oh my god, Bye. we're we're in therapy, and therapist looks at us. But you're both the problem. <laughs> the problem is, I'm not a good enough therapist to handle you two. <laughs> Go away. Uh, so anyway, after all that, we everyone's kind of in their cells hanging out, and we hear screaming and screaming. And the guy tried to attack Too Sweet, but Too Sweet's got a pretty good hold of him and then chokehold. Well, and before that, he does try to come at him in a bunch of different ways where he's trying to offer him stuff like a good bar. Yeah. His, his nudie well, and mags. Well, then he does this seductive, at first taking off his pants kind and of. everything. Yeah, into like, his underwear. But he doesn't like slow while staring at Too Sweet. Yeah, so he goes into that mode first, but then when that doesn't work, I guess he just makes a pass. Yeah. And I'm guessing that Too Sweet being Too Sweet defended himself. Yes. And that's where we end up where you hear the screaming and they're like that doesn't sound like something he's made a sound of before yeah and he's being choked the fuck out he is when we come to that now he's able to get out of it by um, biting the fuck out of two sweets arm and drawing blood yes uh there's a lot of back and forth in this uh where they both fight uh and then uh the guy brings in like a big metal pipe and he thinks well um he gets too sweet down he gets him pinned down for a second well like i said there's a lot of back and forth where too sweet gets yeah. pinned down at one point he's got a pretty good choke on Too Sweet to the point where Too Sweet's hitting him close fist in his throat. Yeah. And that's, but he's, that doesn't have a lot behind the punches because he's yeah. almost got all the air choked out of well, him. Well, and then he has him on the ground and then he puts his knee on his throat and then yeah. somehow Too Sweet gets him flipped over and tossed against the side of the cell. Yeah. And then Too Sweet is stomping on his rib cage and solar oh, yeah. plexus for a while. Beating the shit out of him. Right. He kicks him in the face really hard too 
and then he grabs a pipe, which I guess yeah. is a part of his bed. I think so, but I think he's, it's a part that he's always ready to have for a weapon. Right. And uh, they kind of go back and forth with that, uh, but Too Sweet's able to get away from him, and... He uses a crate to, like, yeah. knock him down or some shit. No, it's well, a he really uses good a crate. fight. He uses a crate to defend, like, the first five shots so the, there's nothing left. Well, and then when the guy wings past him, he hits yeah. him in the back with it, and that's how it breaks. Yes, yeah. and then he actually gets all the pipe and starts choking the guy out, and as he's choking him out, well, he needs to make a statement to the rest of the cell block. Yeah, he doesn't just choke him out. Yeah, he's almost killing him. No, he does a little bit more than that. What, what do you... He fucking rapes him. Do you think he rapes him? He flat out fucking rapes him. There's a moment where he's making faces as if he's doing it. Oh, no, I thought that no, was no, faces I went, of him choking. No, I went back and made sure. I watched that three times. I didn't no. get that Too Sweet was raping no, him. No, because there's a sequence there where he's got the pipe and he's holding it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I didn't see any hands go by, but there's a moment where um, Too Sweet's like pushing on his head with his own head and then he starts making O faces and he says to him, you've just been busted out or something like that and you need to tell them what happened and how much you liked it or some shit oh, like see, that. I thought he was telling them like they, they had to tell him how much he just got his ass whooped. No, he basically the only way that he could get the guy to stop, the rapist, the only way that he could get him to recognize that he needed to give up was to give him a taste of his own medicine is what I'm getting at. I uh, See, I don't know about that. I'm pretty fucking positive he raped him. See, I just don't think Too Sweet's like that, so... Well, granted, he is supposed to be the hero of our film, but But I'm he even pr- tells another guy that he's not all about that. Right, but he had to do it to prove a point is what See, I'm getting no, at, no. that's the only way to get them to back up. I think, in the end, what he was doing was he was choking them. They were just kind of making exaggerated faces, but he was choking them out, and he was making them try to tell all the group all right, that he on. was... We're pausing this. Beat the shit no, out you gotta see this. Uh, all right, let's see it. I still don't know, man. I don't think I he's know you don't him. want it to be that way, but he's in a situation where I, don't I think want he has I no choice. It doesn't affect me one way or another yeah. if he does or doesn't. Yeah. I'm saying I just don't get that from that scene. What I get was he was like telling him, yeah, tell your boys how, how you know, how you're well, enjoying it. It's, it's going to be in your clip, so go yeah. ahead. All right. So anyway... <laughs> Anyway, after choking him out, the uh, Too Sweet wants to make his statement to the rest of the cell block, and that is our next clip. Run it to me right there. What's happening? Say it. Say it. No. The Brock. The Brock. The Buster. The Buster. Come on, man. Don't tell me that shit. Just run it to me right, dude. He's running it to you right. This is too sweet talking, and I'm riding your Brock Buster right now. So now why don't you and your boys just back off? <laughs> Shit! Uh, I told him! Didn't I tell him? Told him he was gonna blow that stuff! Told him to burn fire and stuff! Uh, I don't believe it. Okay, he literally just said that that's what he was doing. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> There could be a ton of ways that can he mean. fucking raped him. I don't okay? know. He I, fucking raped him. I don't know about that. It was the only way he was going to get him and his gang to back off was to I mean, show he, the he guy that he wasn't going to. He that gonna... guy to death. That's what made the guy say nothing or to talk is because he was going to choke him to death. He had no way of getting out. <laughs> he fucking raped him, dude. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I can't say that for being positive or not. 
<laughs> just because he didn't spit in his hand and like you see him go back and pull the shorts down. He's making O faces and then he just said, I'm riding your boy and right now. Those faces easily could be a, a he literally says struggling to choke a bigger he guy He literally out. says, I'm riding your boy right now. Yeah, but he's like, right, like he's choking him. I don't know. I don't know. You just don't want to admit that the hero of our film, quote unquote, raped a dude. I, I don't even care. I mean, fine, but I just don't think it's clear as day as you're making it. Well, it's just the same thing with the fucking hoof. Just because we didn't see it in Last House on Dead End Street doesn't mean that it wasn't something that happened. It just wasn't distinctly shown on screen. But I'm pretty positive that he was making an O face there at the end when he said, I'm riding your boy right now. Agree to disagree. Sure. Okay. But he fucking raped him. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Read an impasse here, even though I'm right. I Guess lady motherfucker. All right. That never happened. <laughs> I don't know why you would say that. I don't that. know why you do- <laughs> Uh, anyway, so uh, the lead guy decides that it's time for him to now rape his cellmate, uh, uh, the guy who was gotten beat up. Uh, so he told him to go get it fixed. Um, and so unfortunately, that guy's going to have a bad night. I don't know if that just means get prepped. I think that's what it because he said, I don't feel like it tonight. And he goes, do it. Yeah. So I think he has to get prepped to get raped that night. So he basically is saying, prepare your chocolate starfish for my chunky dick snot clip. Yeah. All right. Right. Also but, a line from a trauma film. Uh, and also exactly what you're saying. <laughs> um, he had a little bit more tact, which you wouldn't expect from a prison rapist. But there it is. <laughs> I was about to give like, one of the best clips ever. Aww. All right, I'll do it anyway. A prison rapist has more tact than you, Court. That's not that bad of a clip. <laughs> uh, so, but at the very end, Too Sweet takes the chocolate bars that the uh, guy was offering him and just started eating them. Well, yeah, he needed. A little bit of energy after taking a little ride but, up the uh, uh, highway. He didn't do that. <laughs> or at least we don't know. Allegedly. You know, I'm just going to start allegedly onto that. There you go. We'll do that. Allegedly. Yeah, because I can't be 100% certain. I'm just pretty positive that that face is him being finished. Allegedly. Anyway, <laughs> but pretty much no matter what, everything in that pr- that cell belongs to him now, I think, as the rules would dictate. Um, Yes, because he already beat the guy's ass and yeah. that guy threw everything he had at him, including a lead pipe, and he still won. Exactly. Uh, Too Sweet uh, is walking the yard. He wants to talk to the abuse guy, and that is our next clip. Mind of the squad? It's a free prison, isn't it? But it happened to be Jesse's property as you gathered last night. Property? Is that what you think of yourself? Somebody's property? Oh, come on, man. You know what's happening. Everybody knows what's happening. I've been, as they say, tampered with. Hey, man, that ain't my thing. Five fingers can't get done. Don't get done. The only thing these fools know to do with five fingers is make a fist, and you saw what they could do with it last night. Come to think of but you put on quite an exhibition yourself. Let me show you something. See, you can make one too. Now don't nobody have to be nobody's property. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Come on, keep going, keep going. And what was that all about? Look, two sour, whatever your name is. You've been here a hot second already. You got your nose in other folks' asses. Well, I ain't half dead, boy. I get you bugging my stuff one more time. I'm gonna send half your face out of your parole. You got that? And there's Jesse. Uh, he gets into Two Sweet's face, and they fight and are broken up and dragged away, both by the guards. Uh, Too Sweet and uh, Jesse have to meet up with the lieutenant, who is Porky, and that uh, this is, one's Hoggy, though. Oh yeah, who's Hoggy? And you that would, you would recognize him as Lane Meyer's boss in Better Off Dead or Porky from all three Porky's films. Yes, and that is our next clip. Fourteen days. Fourteen days. No. 
That should have been enough time for you men to have found yourself and get your shit straight. And your act better damn well be together. Because one more ruckus out of either one of you, and I'm going to forget I'm a gentleman. And you. I can't get over you, Amos. I apparently gave you more damn credit than you deserve. I went out on a limb and invited my brother-in-law up here this year just to catch your boxing tournament. And if he likes you, I don't have to tell you what a word from me and him can do for your ass with the parole board. Any more fighting outside of that damn ring. If you so much as look cross-eyed at each other, your next trip to the hole is going to be preceded by a thorough, efficient, and otherwise consistent ass-whipping. Do you understand me, Gordon? Amos? All right, let's get into current things. Now, there's been a few changes in the past 14 days. Hezekiah Jackson's taken over your job as a trainer while you were down in the hole. Sorry to me, Lieutenant. The old man's good, but I, I thought he vowed to never train fighters again. He did. He surprised the hell out of us, but he's doing it. He's doing a good job of it. As a matter of fact, we're going to ask him to stay on the team after you rejoin. We've already asked him once. He said he might under one consideration. What's that? Hezekiah want a key to the front gate? No, he don't want no key to the front gate. He just said that Gordon here, in his estimation, is one of the fastest, talented young fighters that he's ever seen. And he'll stay on as trainer if Gordon joins the team. And Gordon, in respect to joining the team, you heard when I mentioned Amos a few minutes ago, the fringe benefits my brother-in-law and the parole board. Same thing holds true for you if you're interested. Sir, I'm no fighter. You're no fighter? What the hell do you call what you've been doing since you came through that front gate? Well, I fight to defend myself, but I'm no boxer. You're no boxer. Neither is Eugene Lawson. But he surprised the hell out of us. He's joined the team. Gene, I mean, Eugene Lawson signed up for what? The boxing team, Amos. What else? Oh, Lieutenant, that boy ain't no fighter. Sir, I think I'll join up after all. That's good, Gordon. Good. Real good. Wouldn't it be something if you two were in the same weight class? <laughs> give anything to see up there toe-to-toe whacking at each other. Wouldn't that be something? All right, look, you can head back now. But remember, no more fighting. By the way, Gordon, your cell has been changed for obvious reasons. You'll be locked in with Hezekiah Jackson, your trainer. Uh, where do I put my stuff? Up the ass. They put me in here. Soon as the matches are over, I'll be heading up. You're winner. I try hard. But me, you're gonna do more than try. You're gonna win. So put your stuff down there and bring your bunk up and down the block and put it against the bar. Don't talk to me about hippy-dippy shit. I'm a man. I'm no hippy-dippy boo. And let's get one thing straight right now. I keep my stuff clean and I expect you to do the same. And I don't want nobody in here. You wanna talk? You wanna visit? You visit them. I don't want no fools in my home. This is my home. And keep your ass clean. I know Biden gets you a little bucky, but some water will take care of all of that, so keep your ass clean. Uh, you gonna hold inspection too, sir? A wise guy. Bring the bus, a wise guy. God, that old dude's fucking awesome. Uh, I clipped him a lot because he's fucking awesome in yeah, this movie. Everything that he says is gold in this he film. It's great. Fucking is. Yeah. Uh, so now we cut to some training time. Uh, it, well, real quick, I want to say we understand now that the one who's being abused a lot, his name's Eugene, and he's now joined the boxing team. Yeah. And the guy likes to call him Genie. Yeah. Because it helps of, with his illusion. Of course. Of, you know, whatever's going on. Uh huh. And then he corrects himself in front of authorities, but otherwise he makes sure that he calls him genie yep. to further demean and change him from what he actually is to what he needs him to be exactly well we have some training time here and everyone's practicing and all that uh the lieutenant gets around all the guys and has a special announcement for him and you've already heard this but fuck it you're gonna hear it again it's a little more expanded version too yeah here's our next clip Hold it. take five take five 
I want all you fighters to move any close to ringside. You fighters come over here. I got a couple of things to say. First of all, the winner in the... Well, hell, first things first. Man, I may as well tell you. I've invited some lady trustees from the women's prison next door to come in here tonight to cheer you guys on. <laughs> Anybody mess up, this whole thing can go down the drain like that. I'm trying, but it's not positive yet. But I'm trying to work out one week of connubial visits for the winner in each event. <laughs> connubial visits, you jackasses, mean that the winner of each event will get to spend one night in a trailer, in a yard, with a woman. I'll tell you what, hold it. If you don't have a woman, we'll supply one for you. Yeah, because that's not against the law at all. He's already obviously running a prostitution ring because he was the guy going by Charlie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that she was in the federal penitentiary and got out on this quote-unquote work release program. Probably. Where she drives around in a van and shows up at truck stops to bang people in it. One guy calls out Eugene, telling him he wouldn't even know what to do, you know, let him take his place. He wouldn't even know what to do with it. And, well, Eugene pretty much tells him to shove off and that he's going to be fighting and then screwing. So there you go. Eugene yeah. plans on winning. He's gotten his confidence from training to fight yes. and is less afraid of being hit now because he's constantly getting hit while fighting. Yes. Um, later on, we see Eugene is boxing another guy. We see another guy. He goes in to use the restroom. And as he goes inside, he climbs up through the ceiling. We cut back to Eugene is kicking some ass, but Amos keeps talking shit to him. Like, you know, he's, he's going to hurt you. He's going to hurt you. Even though Eugene's winning this fight, Amos is supposed to be his corner man because he's a trainer. Yeah, Amos but, has a thing with all of the guys that uh, he's training where he's basically using this boxing match as an excuse to chicken hawk new prisoners. Yeah. And I mean, that's why all the groups are together and that's basically what it is. So he's basically running like a sex slavery ring. Yeah. And having Eugene step up and like fight back like he's been doing in training while he was away for 14 days is like the worst case scenario because he's lost his grip on him. Yep. Um, we see the dude who had crawled into the ceiling. Well, he's crawling down into the women's restroom where there is a lady and she had just finished using the bathroom. He puts the moves on her. When I say the moves, he says hi. And then he says, what do you, she's like, what do you think you're doing here? He goes, he goes, you know why I'm here. And if you did like it, you'd scream bloody murder and the cops would be in here. And the guards, the guards would be, would be in. You, the yeah. guards would be in. And he's right. And she was kind of fondling herself while peeing though on yeah, the toilet. And, and then they start making out and she was, yeah, she's into it. She, this is no like taking advantage of anybody. This is a two people figured out a way to run the system. Well, and also whenever she finally does get naked in that sequence, good Lord. And thank oh, you. Movie. Yeah. Oh, well, first we cut to some more boxing. Uh, the ref even gets involved because the guy who's fighting Eugene keeps punching the ref and the ref wants to fight him. So they have to break that up. Yeah, that was pretty fucking funny. Was, like, you hit me one more goddamn time. The, a lot of the boxing scenes, they, you know, they mixed in a good amount of like kind of like subtle comedy into this. Yeah. 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 Some of the comedy was like, wow, guys, really? Yeah, it was a bit. Uh, but this was funny. This no, is the like, shit, all the stuff the, in the boxing, the yeah. comedy in the boxing is actually really it's fucking funny. Really good. Well, we cut to more of the sex. And that's, yeah, when he lifts up her prison like gown thing she has to wear. And yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, movie. Holy shit. Thank you, movie. Fucking A, movie. And I just I just want to point out, too, if you are into like oiled up dudes and like all like all about like the abs and like yeah. big muscles and all that stuff. I mean, this is the movie for you 
because that is like 97% of the bodies we'll see. It's about it's it's a lot of sweaty dudes with their shirts off. Yeah. yeah. Grappling with each other. So if that's the sort of thing that you're into. There you go. This is definitely the movie for you. You just jump on that. All right. So that sequence wherever the, the lady from the women's prison is getting it on with that dude yeah. and she bears her breasts was greatly appreciated by me. Same. Same. Because I was starting to ask myself questions I didn't want to ask myself until that happened. Then I'm like, nope, well, I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's okay. <laughs> You're texting your wife. We're okay now, honey. She's like, what are you talking about? Don't worry about it. We're just, we're okay. No, I'm just, you know, sometimes my flexibility gets a little bit the better of me in these films. <laughs> uh, the dude after uh, that, you were back to the fight. Eugene knocks the guy down and he sees up and he's almost like, he must be hallucinating because he sees Eugene in lingerie. He's one of uh, Amos's like thugs, right? Yeah. I th- so he's probably more than likely one of the guys that has been raping Eugene. And so basically, Seeing or he just like, knows he's quote unquote. They've used the term sissy, sissy quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, and I hate using it, but that's what they use, and he uses it a lot here. Yeah, he also because I don't think anybody gets to bust on Eugene but Amos because I Amos is the w- ringleader, so I think he gets his probably Eugene to himself. Yeah, and maybe but, that's why they're going to bust out Too Sweet, so Too Sweet could be everybody else's, everybody else's, or maybe they're all tired of Eugene, and then Eugene was going to get passed up to the boss, and uh, yeah. Or would, or, uh, or too sweet to get passed up the boss and yeah. then yeah something or, like that or maybe Eugene is just passed around regardless and it just so happens that the boss took a shine into him and decided he wanted to keep him who knows but either way that's how he was seeing him as just basically a lady in lingerie yeah and like so him being beaten down by him is that much more of a huge defeat for his fragile male rapist ego yes exactly um anyway we have more sex too and uh they get done and we hear a guard knocks on the restroom door and so so the guy crawls up and he asks for the woman's name. So they had to exchange names before they did this. She said her name's Peaches. And so he knows that now. And they, I think they agree that they'll meet again sometime. And he escapes to the men's restroom again. Then we cut to Eugene wins. He knocks the guy out and he wins the fight. So and the boxing in this is actually pretty good. They're more brawlers than yeah. actual like there's no, not a lot of skill, but right. Well, there's a few guys that have some skill, but like after a certain point, all boxing turns into brawling anyway. When you get past about the fourth round, you're sometimes less depending yeah. upon how winded the guys get quickly. Yeah. Like they just start throwing. It depends if it's a heavyweight best. fight. If it's one of the well, it's one of the welterweight or lightweight fights. Yeah. You can go deeper into the rounds with it. Being a little bit more technical. Yeah, because they train for that a little bit more and they're more about the wind, whereas the heavyweights are like, let's try and knock them out in three or less. Yeah, they're then yeah. The heavyweights are trained just to knock a guy out with the lightweights are trained, hey, you'd win this whole thing, just go round by round. Yeah, they're trying to go by the points more yeah. than anything. Because they usually don't have the girth to do knockout punches. Yeah. Usually. Usually. Yeah. Then you have guys like Sugar Ray Leonard who could, you know, do, do both. Do both. Yeah. Which uh, is why he's one of the fucking greats. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah. Muhammad Ali. Technically, Muhammad Ali was in a heavyweight. Yeah. Well, if you he did start to punch up into that. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. He's, and actually, if you look at the special features, the main actor, the one who plays Too Sweet. Yeah, the yeah. gentleman who plays Too Sweet actually did train with Ali because I guess he was friends with Ali. You could tell a lot of like moves were Ali inspired. And, yeah. His footwork, yeah. and it also like he ducked a lot. 
Like he dodged a lot. And also the thing that uh, Ali was really good at doing where he'd throw a punch and then jump his face back so yeah. he would just be just out of reach of the other opponent's arm and talk after a doing a massive jab. amount of shit. Yes, that too. That was fucking, yeah. Boxing is like the one sport that I got into as a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anything with lots of violence I was into. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So, uh, Too Sweet and the old man are in their cell and they have a, a good talk and some laughs so the old man's starting to warm up to him a little bit. There wasn't a enough dialogue to actually put anything together they're just kind of enjoying the time yeah it's more laughing than anything yeah. at this point but it's a way of showing that like the trainer has found a new lease on life and he sees a lot of this kid you yeah. know like potential in well, this he sees kid. a potential that yeah. he hasn't seen in a while yeah and it it kind of gives him a small ray of hope which clearly the old man has been missing for a while yeah um he's very clearly institutionalized no, of course well you'll hear it at the very end yeah yeah, yeah. you will hear it for sure uh we we do some more training and stuff and then amos tries to uh, talk Eugene out of fighting again, saying he has nothing more to prove. And Eugene says, too bad, I'm still fighting. And he tells him to call me, call him Eugene tonight when it's announced instead of he was calling him Genie. Yep. yep. That was something that it took me a second watch to be able to glom that that's what he was doing. Yeah. And then my brain was like, oh my God, he's trying to make him pretend to be female for exactly. him. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, the lieutenant and his brother-in-law walk into the group and have an announcement. That is our next clip. Gather around. This is Lieutenant's brother-in-law, Sam Cunningham. He's a big handler, and he has a few words he want to say to you. I haven't really gotten much to say, except that I've heard a lot of good things about you, man. I just want to let you know that I'll be out here tonight, looking for potential champions. By the way, man, I just got the word from the warden's office. It's been okay. The winner in each division will have a day of connubial visit. Instead of a week, they get a day. Yeah, but hey, you know what? You take what you can get. Yeah, in prison, a day of connubial visits is like a week. Yeah, uh, we see Amos is up uh, this time boxing, and he wins pretty handedly against his guy. Um, it's really funny when he knocks out his guy. His guy trader goes, "Man, now th- you're you're not going to get any pussy laying there." Is what he says. <laughs> yeah, you kind of get the feeling that Amos has set it up too, to where like people are going to let him win, like where he's basically that, or he's setting himself up. With the weaker boxers so they don't let him win necessarily but he's just easier picking a, up a win it's a possibility i think he's either like coaxing people into letting him win or he has been setting it up for the longest time to where he can just beat everybody because they're less of a fighter than him which is why yeah. he's been training them all and i think part of the reason when he got put away for the 14 days in solitary and have the other trainer come back is he recognized that there's somebody that can overthrow this guy yeah and i think it's like a power move on his part because he's tired of all the fucking rape in his cell block yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we see the same dude who was with Peaches before. He's waiting and you can tell working on himself in the male bathroom, waiting for Peaches, who then drops down. Define working on himself. Yeah, he's jerking himself off. Oh, he's getting prepped? Yeah, he's getting prepped up. Okay. Yeah, he wants to be at full mast, it sounds like, so that they don't waste any time. Right. Because, you know, now they're meeting in the men's room, so unlike that, like the guards could just barge into this room. Right, he needs yeah. to get this over with Where fast. they would knock before, so. Yeah. Um, um, so then uh, Eugene is fighting now uh, against uh, Half Dead. He's fighting against Half Dead. Um, and they he's going a little bit Would too fast. Would you call this a grudge match? Yeah, well, and they're kind of yelling at Too Sweet, or at least, or Too Sweet's yelling at uh, Eugene, telling him that he's going too fast, like he has to slow down a bit. And it is. Eugene's like losing kind of control of yeah, his punches. Yeah, Half 
Just Dead can take a fucking punch or two. Yeah. So he's letting Eugene punch himself out. Yes. Well, we're going to end. We're going to cut between sex and the boxing. And this isn't sex, really. This is she's well, it's sex, but she's just blowing him. Yeah. This is just kind of just for him. I mean, a, she's a really very polite lady. She's a to do nice such lady. A thing. You're a nice lady. I mean, like, she's not really getting anything out of this unless she's just really into blowjobs. Yeah. You know, like, you think that she, I mean, they have very little time. So you would think that she would want to climb on it and pogo stick him for all he's worth. What, what I think. So she gets a little out of it. Yeah. Too. What I think what happened was, I think he, the first time they met, they boned, but he didn't get to finish because the guard knocked. So he had to leave real quick. Yeah. So maybe she's paying him back for that. Like, she got to finish, but he didn't. Yeah. Well, that's a very nice lady. That's, yeah. She's being very, very, I don't know if that's the case, allegedly. But, I mean, that's just what it seems like to me. Sure. Why not? Yeah. There you go. Either way, he's getting blown yeah. in prison by yeah. a lady. Yeah. 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 That's a very rare occurrence. Right? You, you, you pretty much count your lucky stars on that one. Yes, very much so. He can never play the lottery again because he's, he's, he's used up the, all this he's luck using all the in luck this bathroom. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How much does that suck that you used up all your goodwill <laughs> Just, in a bathroom in prison? Yeah. <laughs> Clip. Clip. Like later on, like he's going to be outside someday. Oh, hey, we should do that raffle to see if we can win that new car. Nope. Nah, I'm good, dude. Why? No, nope. used it all. I don't have any luck like that See, anymore. I was in prison once and <laughs> clip. Uh, so we cut to, uh, there's more sex and stuff like that or, or blowing. And then we cut to Eugene and Amos. And, or no, I'm sorry. Holy cow. Eugene gets knocked out. And when he gets woken up and he's totally got knocked out, he's actually pretty excited. Like, he's like, I can take a knockout. Like, it doesn't kill me. Um, What's his face? It's uh, almost half, like his half dead, fear. Half dead who knocks him out is important to note. Took it. A fucking cheap shot when they were being broken up. Yeah. And Eugene's guard was down because the ref was there. Yep. It was an illegal shot and it actually made him lose the match. And even though Eugene raises his hand and is a good sport about it. Yeah, but yeah. the guy continues to be an asshole because he's yeah. half dead and he's yes, just he's, fucking he's, pissed he's off. He's a piece of shit. And um, I think the reason that they're they're trying to do a character arc here where Eugene realizes that getting knocked out and getting hurt isn't bad. It's not the worst thing that he can experience in yeah. prison. He's already experienced what would possibly be the worst worst thing for him and so he's becoming more confident and he realizes that you know he can stand up and fight for himself because it'd be better for him to die on his feet I, than to go out on his knees if you know what i'm saying i think the only worst thing that could happen to eugene is if he got the Dahmer treatment <laughs> that's probably that's probably your your level worst that you're gonna get possibly possibly yeah i don't know he's got this? a cellmate who's trying to take away his humanity and turn him into a woman and take away his will to live eh, maybe so that he can turn him into a willing sex slave or unwilling sl or sex yeah. slave regardless yeah so i mean that it doesn't get much worse than that exactly because what Dahmer did they were already dead well that's true <laughs> well no i meant the Dahmer treatment what happened to Dahmer in prison oh yeah that's pretty bad <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> that's, a, that's a, not a good way to die that was not a friendly way to go <laughs> uh we cut to eugene and amos and they're in the cell in our next clip i got knocked out tonight yeah Kicked ass one night, got knocked out the next. Come on, brother. I got your mother for you. Come on, sucker. Look, boy. I'm tired of hearing about how you got knocked out and how you did this and that. Yeah, yeah. Let's get some straight. You steal my bitch, boy. Always be that. On Mars, on Pluto, on the Earth. Heaven, hell, you steal my bitch. And I've been not kissed your ass down on no toilet pen either. And you can forget about that truth I made with the lieutenant. And your boy too sweet, he's washed up. Boy, you better get yourself together. Oh, what? You gonna threaten me? You gonna kill me? You gonna beat me up? 
If I didn't learn nothing else, I'd have jumped my crazy ass up in that ring like some depraved animal. I did learn one thing, that you dead, that me, nobody can take anything from me that I ain't ready to give. And you got to bring ass to get ass. And I done already got knocked out once, so that ain't nothing new. And furthermore, I kicked a little ass too. Well, you, that's the last time you're ever gonna hit me and get away with it. Your ass gotta sleep and you got to turn your back. You ain't worth it. Just a shit. Get away from me. Get away from me. Here we see that he's a horrible fucking coward. Yep, yep. The minute the guy's like, you gotta fall asleep at some point in time, yep. you gotta turn your back at some point in time, you ain't ever gonna hit me again, you ain't ever gonna get what you want again. Yeah. Like, at that point, that's when he's realized, you know, that his reign of terror is over. Over, at least Eugene is done. Yeah, so he's gotta find someone else, which is what they were looking for all the time, is someone like Eugene that they could just basically treat like that, that would be, I don't want to say coward, but would be terrified enough of their surroundings and be their scared. situation. And just terrified of the bodily harm that could happen to them if they don't just go along with it. Yeah. And that they throw a beating every now and then to keep them scared and intimidated. Whenever not being terrified of being beaten down like that happens, what else do those guys have? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely nothing. Um, So Too Sweet and the old man are having a conversation about adult stuff. And that is our next clip. Seldom man, do you hear me? I mean, this ain't no Mr. Goodbar I'm talking about. This is some real live, hot, steamy, hairy Tell him, man, you ain't human. I mean, I'm talking about pussy, and here you are reading a book. You've been locked up for God knows how long. 35 years. That's right. 35 long years. And 15 before that. That's right. I've been in a pen 50 of the 65 years I've been on this earth. And I damn sure ain't about to get myself all worked up over no pussy for a week contest. Do you hear where I'm coming from? Survival. That's my first concern. I faced myself a long time ago. I'm nothing and I faced it. 35 years and I've learned to be content. I just deal with the me that's in here. I just lay back and relax and keep my mind together. Cause I now believe that I'm the one's free. The freest man in the world. The rest of the world is locked up. They are locked out. And too sweet, once I quit believing that, I might as well push a bunk up against the wall, tie a sheet around my neck and jump off. Or I go completely crazy. They call that institutionalized, too sweet. Institutionalized. And I'm it. So keep your far best dreams to yourself. And if the lieutenant and his brother-in-law, by some miracle, can convince the board to turn you loose, or if some young lady would come up and lay up with you for a week, don't tell me when you're going. Don't tell me when you're coming back. Don't bring no fucking drawers in here for me to sniff. Don't tell me a goddamn thing. Because if I can't have it all, I don't want any of it. And I'm for real too sweet. God damn, that's heartbreaking. Fuck, that guy's gold, though. Yeah, he's such a good fucking actor, and uh-huh. that sequence is so amazing. Oh, my God, it just breaks your fucking heart, like, how institutionalized he is. Yeah. He's like, the only thing that's keeping me surviving in here is the ho- is knowing that I have no hope of ever leaving it. Yeah. And just living and trying to survive. That's all I have. And knowing that... And if like, you give me any semblance of an idea of what the outside world what is I'm like... What I'm missing. Yeah, and what I'm actually I, missing. I need to... He needs to never know what he's missing. Yeah. Yeah. God damn, that's... It's fucking heartbreaking. Oh, it's 
fucking horrendous. And that actor does such a good job of delivering that line. Like, as soon as he said that shit, I was just like, fucking like, oh my God, you poor man. I know. I'm just like, I was oh, captivated by it. Fucking wrecked me, man. I was captivated by it so much. I, that clip, that was the fourth time I had to do that clip. It was either it went past, like, I kept going past after he ended his speech because I was so stuck thinking about it and how fucking tragic that is. <laughs> this is why you need to edit your own, then you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, right. So now we cut to some more boxing. Uh, Too Sweet beats the living shit and talks smack to some guy who he's fighting. Is um, this the guy that doesn't want to get his ears punched? Yeah. That shit was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's what's even better. We cut to there's more sex after the bathroom, only now it's a foursome. Some other, another guy and another lady have, yeah. have heard about this. So basically, like he said, bring a friend for my friend next time. It, yeah, is basically so, what's yeah, going on. And they're, now they're all boning. You know what? Well, they really missed an opportunity where like every fight there should have been like, like the second time there should have been a second couple. Yeah. So it's like those two and then like another group. And then the third fight, there should have been three of them. Yeah. And then like by the end, the bathroom should have been full, full of people just people fucking boning. <laughs> Would have been fucking hilarious. It would have been great. Yeah. And, the, and the guards knocks at the door. Everyone all right in there? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> all right, guys, just take it easy. I just want to make sure. Just keep it consensual and wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, wrap it up. The boss is coming yeah, through yeah, in a minute. We, we Get we the fuck over up. with. Um, uh, two Sweet's opponent uh, goes up to Amos and demands to take they they take his gloves off. He's done fighting. Uh, Amos says he he's not going to do that. He has to keep him on. Uh, well, he doesn't want to box with the gloves on anymore. He wants to do bare knuckle. No, no. He doesn't want to fight him at all. He says he'll take care of Too Sweet outside of the boxing ring. Uh, but he's no boxer. He's no yeah, fighter. Yeah. But he'll kill him outside the ring. Right. But he's like, I'm no boxer. Yeah. So he goes, take these off. He goes, no, you beat the count. He goes, I don't care. You, you got to take these off. And after he has somewhat of a paperclips moment where he starts yelling at the crowd. Uh, really freaks out. Yeah. yeah he uh, ditches through the ropes and tries to run away. And like the like the women prisoners start beating the shit out of him before the guards tear him away. I thought that they were grabbing at him because it was a man that got close to him and they were looking for no, a No, they quick didn't grab. like him. Like they even yeah. went like charging at him a couple yeah. times. They all like too sweet. So. Was it the actual women prisoners or was it the men that were in the cheering section dressed up like females? He, he attacked at the men who she dressed like females. Okay, and then, yeah. But then when he tried to escape, he tried to do it through the women the prisoners. Okay. So because he attacked the other ones, I think the lady prisoners hated him even more that, yes. that were there to be spectators. Uh-huh. So I think that's why they attacked him. Yeah. Okay. Now my memory was a little foggy yeah. there. I just remember him getting hit in the ear a couple times and like freaking out and being pissed by it because it really hurt him. Yeah. And so by revealing that, Too Sweet just kept hitting him in the ear. Exactly. Like, dude, why don't you just get headgear that protects your ears? Yeah, right? Maybe that's not allowed in the, the prison game. I don't know. Either <laughs> either way, it just shows that all these like quote-unquote tough guys in this prison are real pansies whenever they have to actually face someone that when, can fight. Yeah, and also when it's one-on-one. Yeah, they're, that's why they're gang rapists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's only one guy who thought he had the balls enough to go one-on-one that was half dead, and he got his ass kicked. So now and they fucked. Yeah, it, it, allegedly. And now <laughs> we've all seen, and now they've all seen that on that cell block, so now they all are even more scared to not want to do anything one-on-one anymore. Yeah. Um, it's weird that rapists are horrible cowards that are just trying to seek the thrill of having power over someone else. I, I, it's, that's not that weird. That's the definition of being a rapist. You you wouldn't think that a rapist would be like a horrible fucking coward piece of shit. I'm, you, I'm being facetious. I, I, I know. I just, that's a lot of clips. <laughs> I'll stand by that. I'm very clearly being facetious. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, 
<laughs> Except for you play that shit out of context, you'll be surprised how facetious the facade of facetious fades away. There's no facade. I'm actually being facetious. Mm-hmm. So anyway, no. <laughs> Too Sweet gets to hook up with a girl because obviously, you know, he won. And it's the woman who actually picked him up after some... Or set him up. Yeah. After some good old sex. Exactly. After maybe a setup, too. After some good old sex, he gets angry with her. And that is our next clip. Yes. You don't know who I am, do you? Yes. You know who I am? Yes. You're Martin Bordeaux. And I know why they call you too sweet. You remember picking me up on the highway? You remember me fighting to save you? You remember me looking for you when I got railroaded? Yes, yes, I remember all that. God, I wish I could forget. And what happened? Why'd you run? It makes a hell of a lot of difference. Too sweet. We got to live now. Don't give me that bullshit, Linda. Here I am doing time and I don't even know why. Why? Why? Because you're a man, that's why. And you fought like a man. Oh, Jesus. After those bikers hit you and you were out cold. Oh, God, I was there all alone and... It kind of goes into more visual story at this point, but the story she tells in the visual is she was being picked up by one of the guys and being dragged outside, most likely probably to be assaulted and or raped. off into the kitchen to yeah. rape or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he comes stump. The same man comes stumbling out, holding his gut, and he's bleeding, and he falls over and dies. And she's there holding the knife, and this is all with Too Sweet knocked out. So after that, she runs away and you know gets out of there. So Too Sweet is understandably angry that he was set up for a murder. She committed she cries that she can make it up to him and that they just have this moment they just have this moment and it's like yeah you know you set him up to take the fall for a murder she ran out of fear i don't think yeah. that she set him up no i think to that in that not, not on purpose set him up but in the end yeah. he got blamed for that guy's murder well yeah but the reason that he got blamed for that murder is being unconscious while black yeah, in the well, vicinity of a murder yeah well that's also he got true. railroaded because it was easier to close a fucking case let's yeah. not mince any words this is not not her fault. And, and also, she just ran because she committed a crime. She's working for a lieutenant right now. Right. I mean, the chances of her setting him up maliciously, as in she knew what was going to happen. You know, she yeah. cried. She didn't do that maliciously. She was scared. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying she did this out of malice or out of but anything. The idea I'm that just the saying that he's mad. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past that the lieutenant maybe pulled some strings to get the guy into the prison because he knew he could fight and for this yeah. whole entire setup. Well, and I definitely thing. don't think he's in there for a murder sentence, though, because he gets, I mean, you know, at the end, he wasn't in there for murder because there'd be no way they could get him out. Yeah, they could parole him for whatever. Yeah, yeah. So this wasn't murder. He was probably in there because there were witnesses who said those two guys probably started it. So he's probably in jail for like involuntary. Perhaps. But it's the only way to explain how he's going to be able to get, no one has that much pull where if they actually put him away for murder, they go, okay, now we'll set him free. Well, yeah, he probably copped a manslaughter charge or something yeah. like that, but they literally pinned it on him just to close the book. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, definitely. Now that I don't agree, d disagree with. Um, so anyway, after she cries for a while, she calls up and tells them to send in another guy. So yeah. How upset but, could she actually be? Yeah. Well, she was though. She cried, but you know, Hey, this is her job. So I guess, you know, the show must go on. And maybe some of the guys that are in prison won't mind that a woman's crying while they're banging her. That's probably how they ended up there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the Lieutenant and his brother-in-law think that too sweet need a, uh, needs about another year. Uh, and, 
before he can be thought of just to clean things up before maybe he's paroled early and let out to work for the brother-in-law. And they're going to go with Amos right now. Uh, Too Sweet takes that very well. I mean, he's pretty much depressed because of the woman. So he's he's pretty much just like, yeah, that's fine. Um, Yeah, he knows he just got railroaded. So everything else he's like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, So a murder plot is beginning against Too Sweet uh, by Amos and the other guys. Eugene overhears them. Uh, So two of the guys, one of them being uh, half dead, uh, have their uh, knives and they leave to attack Too Sweet. Eugene follows. The sweetest made prison shanks I have ever seen. Those are some pretty It's almost fancy. like they're actual fucking knives that they just taped up the handles a little bit. That's 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 exactly what they did. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eugene gets in the way, though, of Half Dead, and Half Dead kills Eugene. Uh, all the while, Too Sweet subdues the other guy, and then starts kicking the shit out of uh, uh, Half Dead. He First, he strangles him to the point where Half Dead passes out. Then he starts bashing Half Dead in the face while he's passed out. Yes. The, the old man has to pull him off. At that point, Too Sweet talks to Eugene, and Eugene apologizes for letting him down, and Too Sweet tells him that he, no, he didn't let him down, that he won. Um, Too Sweet wants to go and kill the, uh, uh, Amos, but the old man stops him. Uh, Too Sweet tells Amos that uh, he's a coward, and that he tells the old man to tell the lieutenant that if he wants the rumble, it's going to happen. So the fight he's that been the lieutenant for wants, this. Yeah, he's been and the lieutenant for this for wants this fight too. Yeah. He wants it in the ring because he knows they don't like each other. Well, yeah, and he literally said, he's like, you two would be the rumble in the jungle yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you'd be like, the big yeah. fight. You'd yeah. be if you were in the same weight class. Yeah, and even though they're not, Too Sweet's going to do it anyway, and it's going to be sort of like this exhibition to yeah. prove, which is very fucking Ali. Ali oh, yeah. definitely fought way above his well, class. George Foreman was yeah. way above Ali's weight class. Yeah, but he still did and it. he beat the shit out of him. Well, well he, that beat the shit, but he outlasted him. He took a hell of a beating and <laughs> waited for Foreman to wear himself out and then laid him the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, let's, let's be realistic there you here. Go, that's it's, true. It's, he sacrificed his own health yeah. to be able to, to beat him, to, but he, he beat him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's fight time, and there's a little back and forth. But now, you know, Amos gets the better of Too Sweet. He beats the shit out of him pretty well, even to the point where Too Sweet goes down. And as the count's happening, Too Sweet starts having visions of Eugene laying there. So he gets back up, and then Too Sweet goes ahead and he knocks the fuck out of Amos, and he knocks him the fuck out. He beats him to a sitting position and yeah. continues to beat on him until someone pulls him off. Yes, and Amos is out. Oh, Amos is gone. And the lieutenant and his bro says he's ready. They're like, good job. You're ready. You're coming. Yeah. So Too Sweet is being let out of prison. The lieutenant is letting him say goodbye to the old man. And that is our final clip. You know, don't you? You know I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the streets. When I first went to jail, TV was just begun to be talked about. The Jetty H wasn't even thought about. Now it just scares me to think about going back out there and being a nobody. What can I do? Who wants me? Who even would pay attention to a whole holiday fool like me? And here I am somebody. I got my own TV, my own stereo, my own home, three hots of the cut. And more than that, I mean something in here. I got respect. There's only one thing wrong, Seldom. You ain't got no hope. Seldom, we can make it out there, man. Me and you, we can do it. We got to at least try. Okay. Okay. 
the lieutenant actually yeah. informs Too Sweet that the old man's getting out with him. Yeah. And as long as he behaves himself, he can be his trainer. And it's sort of like not necessarily a work release, but like a condition of his parole. Uh-huh. And so the old man's like, I'm terrified. I don't want to do it. And he's trying to say goodbye. But by the end of the clip, Too Sweet talks him into it. Yeah. He's like, we can do it together. Yeah. We- so who will have an old man like me and Too Sweet's like me, man. I'll, you know, we'll be together. We're going to partner up. You know? Yeah. He's like. It's, but that was fucking heartbreaking to listen to that. Yeah. You were yep. you were ready to roll a tear on that shit. I was. I oh, yeah. I was. Yeah. I started yeah. getting a little missy died. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, oh. Uh, and especially he's like, it's out like there, worse I'm, than Ricky Schroeder's begging champ to get up, man. Yeah. It's like yeah, worse than uh, that no, for me. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's worse. worse than that. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, yo, yo, and out there, I'm nobody. In here, I'm somebody. Oh, broke my fucking Fuck, heart. God damn it. How institutionalized he had become where yep. he's like, I have no value without these walls. Yeah. Is what he's saying. And that's horrible. Ugh. Well, fucking roll credits. Wow, what a fucking great movie this was. That was a fun movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff that gets kind of dark and twisted, it goes just far enough. And then whenever our main character basically fights his way out of the really twisted side, and then it becomes this competition, it's more like a sports montage. Everybody's going to fight. Yeah. It like, almost becomes like the longest yard. It felt like that. Yeah. yeah. The, some of the some of the attitude towards it was like the orig- original longest yard with the- uh, They just Bert had Reynolds. the sex things happening in the bathrooms, which is just like a funny little off shoot that's the part that reminded me the most of the longest yard where the people are sneaking off to go have sex in the yeah. bathroom during the bouts yeah like that was the part that made me think of that uh, yeah, exactly absolutely. uh but like the tone kind of shifts where it's like super dark and some of the sequences like right after whatever that battle was in the cell and they're trying to play off the guys being disappointed that they're pretty sure their buddy just got raped when he's trying to rape somebody else allegedly and they're making that as if it's like supposed to be this comedic routine where they're all sad and downtrodden yeah. that their buddy may have just got and raped allegedly like that kind of comedy i'm like oh fuck you movie that's yeah, not fucking, that's fucking funny. dark yeah but then the rest of the comedy stuff like the sex during the matches and some of the and stuff some of the matches some of the, the guys are acting in matches yeah, that's all yeah. good stuff. which actually reminds me a lot of uh some of the the jokes about the boxing stuff that's happening in Digstown. no oh, okay like uh, the james woods movie where he's like a long con oh yeah yeah yeah, with, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah yeah okay with um uh, lewis gossett jr is like honey roy palmer uh-huh. boxer which is one of the best boxing movies ever i fucking <laughs> love that before movie. James Woods went ass nuts insane. Oh, no, he always was ass nuts insane. It's it, before he had Twitter to let us know he was, was ass, ass nuts. Oh, insane. okay, that's true. All right, yeah. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Twitter, man. But like the boxing in this, it's awesome because it does start off with them trying to be technical about it, but they're guys that are in prison that train whenever they can. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so it turns into like these like just broad punching brawls and stuff like that. Yeah. The fights in the cell are fucking brutal. Those are brutal. Those and are super dark. realistic. Why, yeah. I, I, one thing that you know why i did enjoy this movie i think it, there were too many flows of first it's a really dark sinister movie about male prison life and then it becomes this light-hearted kind of like the yard movie you know or the longest yard and it's like uh, it, it kind of it when you go that far and stretch out and then eugene gets murdered and then it goes back to being dark and then well, somebody gets murdered in longest yard as well though that's true yeah i mean but, caretaker gets burnt alive for fuck's sakes you don't have a constant like really really dark and kind of light I would submit to you that that's probably what prison life is like there's like probably the first couple of moments in there like what happened with him I'm not disagreeing until you, you find your place it's I'm probably just saying, that horrifying and dark I'm just saying it's sometimes removed me from the movie I'm not arguing with you that that's not real life or something the dramatic saying, flow changes were yeah, too much to where it yeah. kicked you out of the boat yes there you go I gotcha okay <laughs> see for me that really worked and that made it feel that much more realistic there you go and like I really got into the story like I volunteered 
voluntarily watched this before you were coming over after I got the clips done a yeah. second time uh-huh. just because I had the time to watch it and I wanted to watch it again. Well, and I'll tell you, I could see all the things that are happening there. I could see those actually happening in a prison. Yeah. Especially if like the like women prisoners were brought over. Yeah. I obviously see some guys trying to find a way through one bathroom to another to get laid. And obviously some of the ladies would probably do that before too. Before that, yeah. Women have as much desire, if not more than men. Yeah. And- to get laid. It does exist. It does exist. No matter how much conservatives want to try and deny them of that, they do have every bit as much a desire as a man. The only thing that I really had an issue with is like, was he set up? Like, what's going on with what got him into prison? They could have explored that slightly more. I think so, but I think it's just supposed to be, like he said, wrong place, wrong time. Right. He was he was a black guy and that's fine. in a bar fight. That's totally fine, but I think they should have actually made it a little more obvious. Like, just a little sentencing hearing Yeah. where the lawyer, like, just an overdub where the lawyer is basically telling him what happening and that he needs to take the deal otherwise they're going to railroad him because he was a black man that was unconscious yeah during somebody take the kill. take the involuntary manslaughter charge right you know you're he's like i, I didn't kill anybody well he's, he's take it anyway else they're going to give you a capital murder well and i can see where that happens where if you start a brawl like that where you could be held responsible for someone being grievously but see, injured, he, he didn't start the brawl technically he threw the first punch well that's what well, but they were really grabbing at that girl a lot i know but, but all right all right he's also black and they they weren't, so this therefore is, it doesn't way, matter yeah. anything in this society. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of shit to talk about in this film and unpack, and I, I really enjoyed it quite a bit, but like, I think we've kind of discussed all the finer points that we need to discuss. I, I think just, so. I just wanted to point out. It was a good out, movie. Yeah, and I, I started going through some of the special features when I had a little bit of extra time as well, and uh-huh. that's where I, I heard the interview with the main actor and everything. I'm kind of interested in Penitentiary 2, and do you know who is in Penitentiary 2? Uh-uh. Dynamite! Are you fucking kidding me? Dolomite, actually. Rudy Dolo- Ray Moore, yeah. Rudy Ray Moore is in there. In Penitentiary 2, yeah. Fucking A. Yeah, we I, might have I to do that. I believe so. I'm pretty sure that I saw that, that uh, Rudy Ray Moore is in Penitentiary 2. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Again, do you think we're ever going to do that Rudy Ray Moore movie that's coming out now? With it's going to be on Murphy? Netflix, but we're all booked up, man. I've yeah. got everything squared away for like a long time. All right. I didn't rip all of those too, movies for my health. Too bad they didn't like, come out with that like right when we were doing that movie. Can you imagine that stroke of luck doing the Rudy Ray Moore movies and then that movie, a biopic about his life comes out? Yeah, but that's a little too um, pop culture zeitgeist thing for me. I like to just kind of do the movies when I'm ready to do them. Oh, okay. I'm not the kind of guy that's going to cover like a Rambo franchise because the latest Rambo's coming out. Well, no, I meant like it would have been a happy circumstance if you already had it on the docket and then... Like we were in midway yeah, through it, they yeah, announce it and then yeah. the movie comes out right as we're doing it. Yeah, something yeah. like that. That would have been like, oh, that's a happy little circumstance. Yeah, no, you're not going to plan something around something new coming out. All right, we're going to take another break here. We're going to play a promo for another podcast. We'll have a little bit of music befitting of Penitentiary. And when we come back, we'll have some PSYOP news. Throughout the history of the horror genre, there have been those that say horror is for the weak-minded. We here at the Little Pot of Horrors do not take kindly to such derisive inference. We are the bastions of tact good taste, and highbrow horror discussion. Look no further discerning listener, for here, the world of modern horror is discussed with reverence, respect, and similitude of decorum. Stop being such a bitch! Hey everybody, this is Tim Dorn and you are listening to The Little Pod of Horrors. Even the people who hate horror love to talk about horror because they love to talk about how much they don't like horror. I don't know. Do you want me to Google horror movie ghost in the attic? 
Hi, I'm Nacho Vigalondo, director of Time Crimes and Open Windows, and you know what? I'm listening to the little pod of horrors. Seriously, though, join us for festival reviews, interviews, and guest spots from fellow beloved broadcasters. <laughs> See? I told you I'd <laughs> <get> up. <laughs> My name's Gareth Evans, you're listening to the little pod of horrors. By sexualized horror, do you mean torture? No. <laughs> No, exactly. I'm going to bleep that now. <laughs> Hello, this is number one New York Times bestselling horror author Scott Sigler, and you are listening to the Little Pod of Horrors, which does for podcasting what Chucky does for daycare. The Little Pod of Horrors. The best idea since premarital sex on Halloween. Second solo album, Cheating at Solitaire, Crime Don't Pay, featuring Brian Setzer on guitar. God damn, that's a good fucking song. Nice. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, that's got me all jazzed up, and now you're going to ruin my mood with some PSYOP news. from our boy Chris Mounts. Ah, Chris. One of the good things to come out of Wisconsin along with our boy Dan, who does the Corrupted Youth Podcast. And me too, right? (laughs) Go on, do the news. God damn it. Ah, Fire sparks mass explosion of cattle semen at Yarum Breeding Center. OMG, a jizz drinking game. (laughs) Kinda. Uh, (laughs) Exploding semen cylinders have caused a massive mess at a Yarum cattle breeding facility overnight. My gum has a cure for cancer. Uh, it does. Uh, firefighter allegedly. Firefighters were called to Yarum herd services just after 3 a.m. following reports of a fire. Blood jizz. A CFA spokesman said about 100 cryogenic cylinders containing cattle semen exploded in the blaze. Your cum will probably taste better. There were quite a few explosions, said the spokesman. The ferocious the ferocious blaze took 10 crews at two and a half hours to contain. contain. Countdown to Bukaki. Well, that was a short news story. Hold that on. or they just had a Bukaki mouth party. <laughs> that is all the sperm-related clips I have, I believe. So, exploding bull semen? Yeah, that's my fetish. <laughs> Pull out and further degrade her by coming on her. Jesus. And I'm pretty sure the drug taste is just going to ruin the taste of man meat. (laughs) Hey, fuckers, religion's bullshit. God's not real. (laughs) I'm going to enjoy taking that one out of context. (laughs) No, that's exactly how you said it. See here. I was being facetious. Shoot some fucking robes. Oh, I missed that one. 
God damn it. Uh, it's going to uh, cost you some serious cock. This is uh, good news for me and for anybody else. German court rules hangovers are an illness. This is like traces of death fucked to porno. That's it, how you feel when you're hungover. A German court has ruled hangovers are an illness in case the maker of an uh, in a case against a maker of an anti-hangover drink. The firm was taken to court in Frankfurt after being accused of making illegal health claims about its anti-hangover shots in drinks and powders. Circle jerk! Uh, in its ruling, the court said illnesses included even small or temporary changes uh, to the body's normal state. Food products, including drinks, cannot be marketed as being able to prevent or treat illnesses, it added. Information about a food product cannot be ascribed any properties or for preventing, treating, or healing a human illness or give the impression of such a property. The Superior Put it in Regional the butt. Court's ruling said, Jesus, Germans have like lots of words for one position. Yes. <laughs> By an illness, one should understand even smaller temporary disruptions to the normal state or normal activity of the body, which is apparently for me, uh, cold sweats and shitting myself. Uh, this, Clip. It, yeah, this, it said, includes the tiredness, nausea, and headaches commonly associated with hangovers, in which the company, which was not named in the ruling, claimed its shots and powders could cure. Circle jerk! The ruling comes just days after the annual Oktoberfest beer festival kicked off in Munich. So you so, know a bunch of fucking hungover people got pissed off that this product didn't work as advertised and then sued them. Yes. Mm, tears are but good now, move. thanks to the German court, you can call into work and say you're sick even when you're just hungover because that's true. Well, you should not be telling them that you're hungover when no, you call No, you just in. say you're sick and you're not lying anymore. Or just say you're taking a mental health day. I don't even know if you can say that. Not in America because no. they don't give a fuck yeah, about they, your mental they health until they you, can you're, you're use that as an excuse as to why you went out and shot up a place. You pretty much nowadays, if you want to get out of work, you have to be like shitting yourself or vomiting everywhere or have a fever because nobody wants you to bring that into the office. Or just have a company that offers you sick days that are paid without question. But after you go past that point, you need doctor's notes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But, you know, not everybody gets that in this country either. No, I'm just saying you need to have a job where you at least get that. Yes. yes. But unfortunately in America, where we're ruled by the capitalistic world where you trade away your life in increments for low pay that makes everybody else richer that you're working for than what you will ever dream to be, not going to happen because it doesn't matter if you're fucking dead, they want you in at work. Yeah. And your supervisors want that too because it makes them look better because you're a productive fucker. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do another story? Sure, why not? Let's try and make it a little bit happier because I'm a little pissy. You are, man. What the fuck's wrong with you? We had an actual good movie. I know, but the news pisses me off these days. I know, and it's all bad news and never anything fun. If you want a fear boner. Back when we had President Obama, all the news stories were fun. Now they're just <laughs> tragic and sad. Yeah, now the world's fucking ending every fucking second and I'm <laughs> getting fatigued from it. Yes. America's a bunch of cunts. Alright, uh, Brazilian President Jair, Jair Bolsonaro uh, states poop every other day to protect the environment. Also, burn down all of the Amazon, because that'll help. Yeah. His comment came in answer to a journalist who asked him how to combine agricultural development and protecting the environment. Mr. Bolsonaro recently came under fire after official data showed an increase in deforestation in the Amazon. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? And by deforestation, they mean they're burning it the fuck down. He then sacked the head of the agency that reported the increase, accusing it, it just of to pull it. lying about the problem scale. This is like traces of death fucked to porno. Mr. Bolsonaro's comment came after the journalist quoted report saying deforestation and agricultural were responsible for a quarter of the planet's greenhouse effect. He's also quoted in saying, I'm a cunt. 
He also said, it's enough to eat a little less. You talk about environmental pollution, it's enough to poop every other day. That will be better for the whole world, he said. Wow. Scientists say the Amazon has suffered losses and accelerated rate since Mr. Bolsonaro took office in January. And lit it the fuck on fire. With policies that favored development over conservation. By lighting it the fuck on fire. It's almost like for like the past like 15 years, we all tried to be like conserved and be environmentally you know, friendly and then everyone decided fuck that and voted in Trump uh, the fuckhead and Great Britain and now this asshat world leaders are now becoming like nope we're gonna just fuck up the planet more. Johnson got installed he wasn't technically oh, voted. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah, he wasn't voted but installed but yeah. his party owns you know his party won that's why he's installed. And they got voted in and yeah. they're the fucking worst. Yeah. Yes. Yeah I mean we, we, we have just a shit ton of world leaders who must have like concrete bunkers for when the world goes to shit and they're just trying to get as much money as they can out of everything. Uh, uh, yeah, the rich have been doing that forever. It's just yeah. that people kind of notice now because there's an internet and people point that out. And now they're even more brazen about it now. Yeah, just because, because the now end times are fucking coming oh, because almost the planet's here. on fucking fire. Yeah, Science say the Amazon, uh, or I already said that, Brazil's space agency data showed an 88% increase in deforestation in June compared to the same, uh, a month, uh, same month a year ago. And I'm going to fuck it to death. As the largest rainforest in the world, the Amazon is a vital carbon store that slows down the pace of global warming. Shooting a fucking hot load all over this dog. Uh, officials' figures suggest that the biggest reason for felling trees there is to create new pastures for cattle. Over the past decade, previous governments managed to reduce deforestation by means of cons- concerted action by federal agencies and a system of fines. But Mr. Balsano and his ministers have criticized the penalties and overseen a dramatic fall and confiscations of timber and convictions for environmental crimes. Because he's lining his fucking pockets. Yes. By lighting the Amazon on fire. Yes. 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 You're right on you all that. You are purposely picking news stories to piss me I'm off. not. I'm seeing these really great headlines and then the stories themselves are fucking horrific. They're tricking you into reading them by yeah. talking about pooping less. Yeah. 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 I'm a cunt. Yes, you are for reading that story. Uh, right, all right. Here we go. Rest in priest spray holy water from plane to stop alcohol use of fornication. Did he stick the needle down his pee hole? Probably. Uh, Russian Orthodox priests in the central Russian city of Turv took to the skies in a small airplane to save citizens from drunkenness and fornication, reported a Russian local media outlet. And s- we're back to dicks. On September 11th, Sobriety Day, an unofficial Russian holiday. What? Yeah. That sounds like a horrible holiday. Well, yeah, it's September 11th, too. Holy shit. Yeah, that's even worse. <laughs> the priest carried 70 liters, about 18 gallons of holy water, onto the aircraft. Countdown to Bukaki. Once the plane reached an altitude of 200 to 300 meters, approximately 800 feet, the blessings began. Clergymen held a prayer service before pouring the holy water out of the plane open door. Can you that or just, they just had a Bukaki mouth party. Walking down the street, just heading home. You're like, why? Is it raining? It's sunny here. Is it ever sunny in Russia? Yes. Yeah? Alright. I don't know. I've never been there. Da. 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 Yet. Uh, priests tipped the water out of a large chalice in an attempt to heal those 
suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. A married couple, a married couple claim that claims the husband was miraculously cured of alcoholism was also on the flight. Father Alexander, when the priest said the ritual is designed to stop the use of alcohol, drugs, and to stop fornication. Hey, fuckers, religion's bullshit. God's not real. Any disease is from a virus, and a virus is a demon, he explained. Therefore, any disease is primarily a spiritual Somebody disease. Somebody took wreck a little too seriously there. <laughs> uh, it's one of the latest efforts to promote sobriety in Russia, a country known for its national love of vodka. This is like traces of death fucked a porno. Uh, World Health Organization statistics show that the new anti-alcoholism campaigns have helped cut Russian alcohol consumption from 15.8 liters, about four gallons of alcohol per person in 2005, to 11.7 liters, about three gallons in 2016. Jesus wept <laughs> through three gallons in 11 years good job <laughs> way to consume way more vodka that's, that's, Russia. One, that's one gallon so they they only lowered it one gallon in 11 years yeah <laughs> That's uh that's staggering. That's a that's a, that's a staggering failure. It might be My dick and balls are worth a lot more than $60. That's what they call a baseball a swing and a miss. <laughs> All right, I'm in a better mood now. Let's close it out before right, you fucking ruin it. Let's this. do it. Hey fuckers, religion's bullshit. God's not real. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> I'm going to play the final ending Legion promo ad. We're going to have a little bit more music befitting of Penitentiary. And when we come back, we will close out this fucking show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Sammy punished and he 
I think I'm going to have to choose Prison Bound by Social Distortion anytime we do any kind of a movie that has anything to do with prison. There you go. Just because it's the right length and it has the right breaks for us to do like an ending song and yeah. maybe get the show housekeeping out of the That sounds like an way. ending song. Yeah, it, it's kind of winding down and you yeah. know, we're, we're starting to feel you know relaxed and laid back and yeah. at one with the world and at peace with the fact that it's on fire yeah. and we're all dying a slow, painful death in this misery hellhole. Or it'll be fast if something happens in the Strader Who Moods and we all die. Yeah, whatever. Nuclear exchange, whatever. But in the meantime, you can find our main landing page where you can have podcasts that will definitely help you not have to think about this horrible world that we live in. Legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. Distract yourself from the pain and misery with the dulcet tones of two dumbasses. Yes. And if that's not enough to distract you, you can also jump on the Facebook group, post all sorts of memes about your imminent death and destruction and pestilence that is waiting at your doorstep. Also, we have alternative photography that may make you laugh and just forget about this miserable, nihilistic, hopeless existence we all live. Yeah. You can find me on Facebook where I'll have much more joy to spread for you in my memes and alternative <laughs> photography. I am Court Psyops. You can find Matt Psyop where he's not on Facebook because he doesn't fucking bother unless he's in the studio. It's true. You can email feedback to Matt Psyop. Matt at gmail.com and actually book him on your show. That I do check. Gary from Cinema Beef has got something in store for him. Yep, I finally just have got to a check hold the of old him. calendar. So yeah, you can also email feedback to Court CinemaSyopsCourt at gmail.com and tell him that you tried to reach Matt, but he's not responding. That's bullshit because I do respond. Apparently, yeah, or at least in this case, in all cases, if you email me, I'll get it and I'll respond. You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that is Twitter. I am at Court underscore Psyop, and he is at Psyop Matt. I also respond to me if you DM me on there. Interestingly enough, as far as Twitter goes, there are people out there now in a lot of different social media places yeah. that are really curious as to what you actually look like. That's, I mean, nothing special, guys. Like, anytime that I'm posting photos of me with friends, like, yeah. like is that Matt Syop? Is any of them Matt Syop? I'm like, no. Matt Syop and I do not hang out outside of the show. We really don't, guys. We, we tend to, yeah, I mean, if we hung out a lot outside of the show, we wouldn't have a show anymore. <laughs> Probably not. But you can try and slide into Matt's DMs there on the hate-filled shit fest that is Twitter and see if he doxes himself for you, but... I could. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. Yeah. You can also start, you know, guessing as to who he might be, but don't dox me, bro. Yeah. Don't dox me, bro, please. Hashtag. You can follow me on Instagram, cinema underscore psyops, where I'm posting photos of my cats, various states of the studio, whatever interesting things that make me laugh that I then share to our main Cinema Psyops Facebook page, which you could also like if you want to, but let's face it, do you even like this show anymore? Yeah, they do. I hope so if they're listening to this. I mean, yeah. Unless they're hitting us listening to this because they hate us. That's weird. I've been trying to make the rounds on the Flick Chat group a little bit more. I posted a few things here and there, but oh, Matt, me too. Matt is nowhere in sight still. I totally posted 
on there, yeah. I checked this morning. You're not there. I totally am on there. I, I think maybe you're looking at a cached version. Stop trying so, to fucking ghost me. I don't know. I know for a fact that you're not on there. I, I don't think you know how the internets work. It's fine. It's probably you're, you're looking at something cached. It's okay. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> the Flick Chat group code is Cinema Psyops, all one word, all lowercase, all together. And now I will read off the list of passwords to Matt's accounts for you. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. That's the kind of combination an idiot would put on his luggage. Wait, that's the kind of combination I have on my luggage. Well, if you're out there changing the combination on your luggage just like Matt, make sure you kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. Tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak Somewhere in this town See me and the boys, we don't like it So we're getting up and going down Hello, looking right to left. If you see us coming, I think it's best. We'll move away. Do you hear what I say? From under my breath. hearing you on my right side. You're only hearing me on the right side? Yeah. For some reason, I think you're going to start yelling at me about fucking millennials and shit. Check your uh, your cord. Make sure it's plugged all the way in. What about now? Got better. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So you're on you're on both sides now? I'm on both sides now. Why would the right solely complain about millennials? Uh, Because you know, you're a fucking Republican and you think everyone's fault is a generation bef- after you. Okay. Is everything loud enough for you right now? Yeah. Everything's perfect. Okay. <laughs> what about this? Well, that, that would help if I unmuted that maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I get for trying to do three things at once. That's perfect, though. In the week, yeah. That's. Yeah, 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 yeah. That seems loud enough. Yeah, it's perfect. All right, so we had 12 total clips? Yes. Okay. Um, And I double checked them. They all seem to be in order, and everything seems to be okay. Yeah, yeah. No, we shouldn't have a problem this week. As long as I don't try and dismiss DS9 as your defensive warf. Motherfucker, dude, is that just defensive warf? DS9 is a great fucking show. I'm just saying I haven't watched it, so in the conversation about warf being. Uh, badass or okay, not, well, that, all right, you all need right. to exclude DS9 because I haven't watched it. Us DS9 fans get a little edgy, alright? Because people dismiss it far too quickly. Is DS9 the one where it's like the, the Pleasure Palace barge in the middle of nowhere that everybody like, well, ponies up to? it's a space station. Yeah. But it's, and every, no one thinks it's gonna be much, and then a wormhole opens up to the Gamma Quadrant, which would take like 50 years to get to if it weren't for that. Uh-huh. So then it becomes like a major trade hub. And then oh. they always have problems with the Cardassians, and there's a great storyline with the Bajorans. It looks like a fucking casino. It, you know, well, everything I've ever seen Quark's about That's Quark's bar. It. Yeah, that's okay. uh, Quark has a, he's a Ferengi, uh-huh. and he has a huge bar in there. Right. Yeah. But Worf's in that. Yes, he, is this, he shows up this, in the later scenes. Is this pre-TNG or it's post-TNG? Post, po- it's after Star Trek Generations when the Enterprise uh-huh. is destroyed. Okay. He gets reassigned to DS9 to help out. Oh, so he's had a time to become a badass. Y- well, he was already a badass, but Picard kind of, you know, kept him back a little bit. And TNG, he was getting his ass handed to him constantly. Yeah, no, he, he does not get his ass handed to him at his all. His brother, though? It, Tony Todd? Yeah. <laughs> most badass Klingon of all time. He actually... 
he has kind of a tragic storyline I, I in DS9. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but yeah, he, yeah. he had one even in TNG Yeah, still, TNG, so. though, at least at the end of TNG, things seem to be looking up for him. Yeah. But yeah, it, towards the end of DS9, things go poorly for him. Right. And for Worf. Okay, so now you have Worf and you have fucking Tony Todd as yeah. Worf's brother. I can't remember. He'll his, show up in DS9. Yeah, yeah, in DS9. And there's a pleasure palace, and it's on the edge of a wormhole. Yes. You have me sold. I want to check it uh, out yeah. now. And you're on the verge of Cardassian space, who still don't like the Federation, and you're above the planet Bajora, which had uh-huh. Bajorans on it that the Cardassians pretty much... Is that it's Courtney pretty much Kim like the Holocaust. Or, is, that, is that Courtney Kim or Chloe? That no, on not, the not those with? ones. Uh, these ones are grayscaly. Okay, so kind of the same thing. Uh-huh. I get what you're saying. <laughs> you can see why I'm confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. And they all act the same, too. Very little emotion, kind of uh-huh. sociopaths. And, right? Yeah. Large boobs? No, no. It, well, maybe the females do, but they wear these hard coverings, so you can't tell. Uh. Yeah, they cover that shit up. So not like the Kardashians at all. Right, because yeah. they're constantly unveiling that stuff. <laughs> yeah, they're, they'll show you that. Did you, did you hear what happened at the Emmys last night? No, I don't give a fuck. Okay, uh, well, but uh, two of them were on stage, and they were, they were presenting like an Emmy for Best Competition, uh-huh. and they're like, we know firsthand what it's like, you know, opening up your lives to the camera and telling real stories, and pretty much they almost got laughed off the stage. Like, people couldn't hide their snickers by saying that the, what's on their show is real life. Yeah. It, like, it, like, everyone started laughing at them. <laughs> they just sat there dead looking into the camera because they have no souls, and they're fucked. Or they're really fucking vegged out on antidepressants or something else. That too. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking sad. They have to come to terms with the fact that their father helped a murderer get away with killing someone that would have been considered their aunt at one point in time. And their mom may have boned him. At the same time. Yeah. 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 Their mother was boning him while their father was defending him from can we Can we say allegedly? Alleged- we should say allegedly. allegedly. Well, the father definitely defended a murderer, but yeah. <laughs> allegedly the mother slept with the murderer too. <laughs> Knowing full well that he is a fucking wife killer. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. No, uh, he no, is. He is a he life is, killer. Yeah. He, she, the, the rumor is that happened before he killed Nicole, but then it makes it laugh that, you know, oh, she's such a good friend. That's why, like, the Kardashians, like, that's why they broke up is because he defended OJ, and that's what caused the marital strife because Nicole yeah. was her friend. Uh-huh. But then, like, all the insider news is they laughed that, you know, she was fucking OJ the whole time behind her best friend's back. They're just devaluing her because they wanted someone of their race, I'm assuming? I guess. I mean, if it's a warm, soggy hole that's going to let you put it in it, why complain? You really should make Hallmark cards. That's all I'm saying. I mean, that's about as romantic as I'm going to fucking get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, trust me. I, I heard your wedding vows. So anyway. <laughs> you weren't even there. I know, no, someone videoed it. It's all fine. the important events in my life and you refuse to show up. Also, you're not invited. <laughs> I was about to say, you got to be invited first. <laughs> I deal with you once a week. That's enough. I went to your reception that was here in town. I was there. And did work the whole time. I had, well, fuck, I can't help that. Too Sweet grabs one of the knives on the ground, and he's, I think he's going to go kill Amos. Well, he does say goodbye to Eugene, who, like... Well, hold on. Wait, wait. That's coming up next. That I, that was before, that happened before he grabbed the knife, though. No, no, no. That's after. Okay. Yeah, he grabs the knife. He's going to go, and he tells him, no, sorry, you're right. Yes, he says goodbye I'm to fucking Eugene. right. Thank I, you. And he raped the guy. No, he didn't. That I'm not saying you're right about. <laughs> Jesus. All right, well, fix your fuck up, then. All right. So and he anyway, raped the guy. No, he didn't. Allegedly. <laughs> And uh, that's why I should just keep saying every time you say that, allegedly. (laughs) It would be a much better shtick. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Women have as much desire, if not more, than men yeah. <laughs> to get laid. It, it does exist. It does exist. No matter how much conservatives want to try and deny them of that, they do have every bit as much a desire as a man. I mean, never with me, but I'm certain with everyone else. Well, it's that's fine. the that's the yeah. problem that most conservatives has with it's, female desires is that see, it's not directed towards them. And so they think it doesn't exist. Or see, that it shouldn't exist. It's yeah. not directed towards me, but I know it exists, which is part of why I cry myself to sleep at night. <laughs> the only thing you need to concern yourself with is that you're your significant other's desire is directed at you. It, they are. Or, or at least that you can turn it towards you after they lust over Jason Momoa for a half an hour. That's okay. Yes. They, <laughs> she does that and, and her desires are pointed at me. And I mean, they're never fulfilled, but they are at least pointed at me. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually. Right. Yeah. I'm a cunt. Yes, you are for reading that story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What, do you want to do? You want to hear the story? Russian priests spray holy water from plague to stop alcohol use and fornication. Yes. All right. Now that's a psyop news story. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Susan loads for me. I'm gonna play the final ending. Legion pop. Uh. Starfish for my chunky dick snot. Also, burn down all of the Amazon because that'll help.